We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on? It is time for week 11 and the DFS Pick 6, the Roto World DFS Pick 6, presented by Roto Grinders. I'm Eric Crane. I'm joined, as always, we got Evan So We got Rich Rebar. Mr. Reeves, how we doing today? Crane, man, week 11, you know, our last, like, full week of bye weeks. And it's not as even, like, you wouldn't even know six teams were on bye this week because all the terrible teams that we don't play any fantasy players from are on bye. Yeah, it's, uh, the buys are almost over, which means that it's a lot more work for our boy, Evan Silva. Evan, what's going on, man? How you doing? Yeah, I don't want to talk about that uh, this week. <laughs> and, uh, I'm, I'm just uh, starting to really look forward to uh, – can you hear me, by the way? Yeah, we can hear you. All right, cool. You're I'm really starting to look forward to – uh, I'm starting to look forward to uh, just heading back to uh, St. Louis with my daughter and, you know, uh, spending like 10 days in, in STL. Maybe we could get together at some point, Crane, although Thanksgiving, I never really am able to get together with anybody. I always think it's a good idea, but um, at some point I'd like to, you know, because I know you're an STL dude as well. Um, but yes, absolutely. <laughs> I got the, I mean, you, you know, you know what's uh, up here, right? I know, right. yeah, you got the car, you got the Bush Stadium over there. I know what's exactly, going on. exactly. But um, no, I'm I'm really excited for the Thanksgiving slate. This slate is very intriguing because you know, again, like I, I've said a lot of times, I play the Thursday through the Monday. Uh, that, mm-hmm. That's that's my that's my thing, and um, I I do like to have exposure to the Thursday game. Um, there are some good values in the Thursday game. I think that Aaron Jones is underpriced. I think that uh, Marquez Valdez Scantling is underpriced, but our goal really, if we're doing uh, Thursday through Monday, I think, you know, is to try to get as much exposure as possible to that incredible game on Monday. Yeah. Is this the highest total ever? Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. It's going to be good times. It's going to be really good times. You're a fan of, uh, well, scoring in sports and fun and of course we're talking about the Rams and the Chiefs total of 64 and we'll touch on that game maybe at the end of the show but uh yeah that's one of those like it if you're counting your money if you're playing the Monday or the Thursday through Monday slate and you're counting your money before Monday night you're definitely just uh you're doing it wrong guys yeah. you're absolutely yeah. doing it wrong you're you're gonna be in trouble yeah yeah Reeves have you put 
put together any Thursday through Mondays? I haven't. I think I'm okay. gonna uh, not play on this slate because of, yeah. because of that game. No, it, it actually makes it tempting to not play. Um, first of all, they're like most of the guys aren't good values. I think that Tyreek on uh, Fanduel at 7900 is pretty tempting, and I think Josh Reynolds at, at 5K on Fanduel is pretty tempting. But I mean, everybody else is very, very expensive. I mean, it's they're not they're not cutting you any breaks. Yeah, and you guys know me. I'm just all about getting exposure to those big total games. And like you mentioned, keep <laughs> guys those value guys like. Josh Reynolds, like, I mean, it's weird to say, how do you fade Josh Reynolds? But at the price that he is across the industry, I think you just got to kind of roll the dice on him. Um, yeah. So, I mean, on the, let's talk about kind of the main slate because we've got a slate where, you know, a lot of different ways we can go as far as I'm concerned. So let's go and jump into one of our first games. It's Tennessee at Indianapolis. It's a 48 and a half point total. The Colts at home, they're two point favorites. And Reeves, I'll tell you, man, my boy, Andrew Luck, he just keeps getting it done week in and week out. They're throwing at one of the highest rates in the red zone there, you know, Andrew Luck, he's just slinging it. He gets a matchup against Tennessee that uh, yeah, they might've stopped Tom Brady last week, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say that they don't have that kind of success two weeks in a row. So what are we liking with the Colts this week? I mean, I mean, luck was no Blake Bortles last week, but he still had another effective game. You know, he's now thrown three or more touchdowns in six straight games that's the longest streak in NFL since Tom Brady went 10 straight games in 2007. Uh, yeah, I mean, you touched about Tennessee. Now, they're, they've got really great defensive numbers, and I kind of wore it last week, and I kind of said, oh, well, you know, Tennessee really is – like all the good quarterbacks they've played have kind of touched them up, and then they just went and shut down Tom Brady. I mean, they, they pulled the starters. Like, they just – they white oh, flagged yeah, they it, the white Patriots. Flag, they were they done. white flagged it. They were done. They got rocked. Um, I want to look into – we have to look into Bill Belichick facing his old defensive coordinator because I feel like they all got his number. Obviously, he lost a few games this year. Uh, but was where was Ray, was Ray believing the D.C. there? Nope. Never, he wasn't. Never, never even coached on the Patriots staff. Okay. So that – yeah, sounds wrong. Because the Mangini used to get him too. Yeah, so like, Romeo Cornell. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what, what the story is there. But, yeah. Um, but, so, yeah, so the Tennessee Titans. So – First of all, the Titans games are all like slogs. They're all like mostly terrible games. They Their games features the fewest amount of combined points in the NFL, uh, 35.4 combined points per game. They're allowing just 1.7 offensive touchdowns per game. That's the fewest in the league. But then you look at when the, the good quarterbacks they faced outside of Brady, Carson Wentz got him for 20. Phillip Rivers got him for over 20. Deshaun Watson got him for over 20. As good as luck is playing, I just don't think you can really fade him at this point. You just have to stick with him. They're not getting he, – he hasn't been sacked now in four straight games. Uh, that's the longest streak since 2014 in the NFL. He's gone like 190 dropbacks now in a row where he hasn't gotten sacked, which is just unreal. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, I think you just keep playing him. The thing about Luck that's super frustrating is like – who like the stacking thing is like a real problem because he throws all these touchdowns to these gaggle of tight ends. Uh, Ebron ran 12 freaking pass routes last week, scores three touchdowns. One is rushing. It's, you know, I guess you just play luck by himself, but I mean, it's super frustrating that uh, these Mo Alley Coxes keep scoring and, you know, Eric Swope was doing it before then. And, you know, it's, it's super frustrating uh, to pair him up with. It's kind of like the Russell Wilson syndrome, you know, because he's been so efficient but all these guys keep producing on such low volume that you never want to play them. I mean, I'll tell you who you pair them up with this week. It's a T.Y. week, baby. How can you not love T.Y. Hilton this week? Evan, well, you're, I see you smirking over there. What do you think about T.Y. Hilton? No, I mean, I think it's kind of like getting to be T.Y. time. Um, 
you know, his price is way, way down 6,800 on FanDuel. He did uh, lead the team in receiving yards and targets uh, last week. Uh, he had the most air yards on the team. Uh, he's always had strong splits uh, at home on uh, the, the Lucas Oil Stadium fast track. Uh, you look at uh, receiver or uh, just pass catchers in general that have hurt the Titans, and it's not tight ends. You know, it's not really slot receivers. It is uh, guys who play on the outside. You know, Tyrell Williams, four for 118 and a touchdown. Michael Crabtree, six for 93 and a touchdown. Uh, Josh Gordon didn't win the battle against Adoree Jackson last week, but he did have over 80 yards. Amari Cooper, five for 56 and a touchdown. Um, you know, those are all guys that play on the outside. And then if you're worried about uh, Adoree Jackson, uh, T.Y. Hilton's uh, slot rate has been up since he came back from his hamstring injury, and he's just way too quick for Logan Ryan uh, in, in the slot for the Titans. So, um, you know, I think that anytime we can get T.Y. Hilton, like, at peak health, uh, at a, a cheap cost, at home in a spot where no one's going to play him, I think he's really, really interesting. I was thinking about maybe even playing him, playing him in cash. Yeah, I, th- I mean, I think the targets are going to be there. Obviously, the big playability is there. I have a tough time not playing T.Y. Hilton this week, honestly. And I, I'm a guy, I've just kind of fallen into this Andrew Luck thing every week almost. So I'm just like, oh, this week, who do I like? And I do a lot of research, and I always just end up playing Andrew Luck. And uh, I feel like this week's not going to be any different. Last week, I loaded up with him and Jack Doyle. Right process, wrong result. Obviously, Eric Ebron ended up crushing it. But this week, I think it's going to be a T.Y. Hilton week. Reeves, what else are you looking at with the Colts? Uh, I mean, that's mostly it with the Colts. Obviously, you're just looking at the passing game mo- mostly. I don't think this is a game where if you look at Marlon Mack, I think last week we saw that it was, you know, his first games, he kind of had to feel that they were they were definitely matchup-induced, the ceiling games he had. Now we kind of got to see what the floor was like in a tougher matchup, you know, against a Jaguars run defense. That was good coming in the last week. You know, Tennessee, they have allowed the fewest rushing yards in the NFL over the past three games. They've allowed just two rush, three rushing touchdowns on the year now. Uh, just not a spot where I'm excited to really play any of the Colts backs. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, I'm mostly looking at luck. Uh, yeah, I'm into Hilton. I mean, the other side is in play here, too. This this game is, it has fun on both sides' potential if it doesn't get mucked up. Uh, so, we can talk about the other side, too. I mean, I think it's a great week to go back to Deion Lewis on DK. Uh, yes. He let a lot of people down last week. He still out-touched Derrick Henry 22-11 to last week in a game that was controlled throughout. I mean, he didn't get those money touches, but, I mean, you'll take the touch volume over uh, what he had over against Derrick Henry. He doubled him up in touches. He's out-touched him 64-33 to 33 now the past three games. The Colts are 20th in rushing points allowed to running backs, and they allow 7.9 receptions to running backs. We talk with them playing that zone defense, you know, repeatedly. Leonard Fournette at 5 for 56 against them last week in the receiving game. So, I mean, I think it's a great week to go back to Deion Lewis, who probably left a sour taste in some people's mouths last week when he was the hot guy. Yeah, I mean, this seems like perfectly a really good matchup for Deion Lewis, and of course, with the other uh, with the other Titans, Evan Marcus Mariota, man, gets it, the ball over to Corey Davis. Corey Davis has a big game through the air. What do we think about this Titans offense? Yeah, so um, let's just talk about the Colts defense for a moment. So okay. they had 17 sacks in their first four games. They have four sacks combined over their last five games. Not very many. Um, no, they, they, they were like a very much like a, a smoke and mirrors defense early in the season. Um, they play all zone. They've given up uh, the highest completion rate in the AFC, 72%. 
Uh, they got destroyed by Derek Carr. No one gets destroyed by Derek Carr. You know, uh, uh, Blake Bortles last week, by the way, like doubled up Alex Smith. We, we, that's we we, we, that's we the only game. That. That's the only game that the uh, Raiders have scored a touchdown in the past month was against the Colts. <sighs> Uh, Colts have given up uh, 26 or more points in five of their last seven. Um, uh, Marcus Mariota over his last two, uh, 70% completion rate, almost nine yards per attempt, four touchdowns, zero interceptions. So Marcus Mariota uh, dealt with a, a nerve issue in his throwing elbow. It's where he could not even grip the ball well Mm -hmm. and it was very inconsistent as to when he could grip the ball and I mean just a ton of like head scratching throws he's 100% now Uh, and over the last month he's averaging 29 rushing yards per game Uh, so we have him indoors we have him healthy we have him with um, Corey Davis balling and we have him facing an offense that is unlikely to be stopped by the Titans defense because the, the the main thing that you need to know about the Colts offense is that they have the best offensive line in football. And I know that that's, I know that that sounds crazy. I know it sounds crazy. Okay. And like I say it on Twitter and like people are like, you're crazy. They played the Raiders and you know, like they don't like people don't believe it, but when you go almost 200 pass attempts without allowing a sack, your top five in the NFL in, you know, yards per carry. I mean, at some point you have to acknowledge, like, this is legit the best offensive line in the league. The Cowboys have taken a step back. You know, the Lions look great for a while. They're, they're not good anymore. Um, the Colts have been steady Eddie and, you know, it, it's been regardless of opponent. I mean, they, won against the Jaguars last week. And I know the Jaguars have not been uh, great in terms of their defensive line play, or at least not as good as last year, but they've been good. They have a top five pressure rate and uh, the the Colts allowed zero sacks and two quarterback hits the entire game. So um, the the Colt, like when you give Andrew Luck the best offensive line in the league, a healthy pass catcher core with T.Y. Hilton back, with Jack Doyle back, you know, with Eric Ebron rolling and, you know, all these other parts. Um, I think this is a matchup proof offense. Yeah, I do too. And this is one of the reasons I keep loading up on the Colts passing game. Like I just think they have a really high floor and, you know, obviously they have a high ceiling because a lot of touchdown equity in those passes, but uh, the floor is really huge for them too, which obviously I like. Um, yeah. I mean, is Mariota in play this week again, Evan? Yeah, Absolutely. Hmm. Yeah, I, I was, like I was too low on him last week too. I was too low on him. I, I should have liked him more than I did. Uh, but I mean, you, you have him playing indoors. You have him playing against a weak defense where he's not going to be pressured. You know, you have Corey Davis balling. I mean, you have a, a total that uh, is starting to get hit. It's open at 48, starting to get hit to the over. I mean, I think this game absolutely has shootout potential. What about you Reeves? Is there anybody specifically in Tennessee you're keying in on? Yeah, I think probably just I'll probably flock to the Corey Davis propaganda on both sides, just where he's priced. I mean, it's hard not to just where he's priced. And I, like Evan said, I think this game has a shot to shoot out. And, you know, just the efficiency that passes are having against the Colts is is what I'm drawn to. You know, uh, you have a chance to stack targets and stack catches because there are no incompletions thrown against the number. Evan said 72% completion rate allowed. Uh, and Corey Davis has been that guy. It's been Corey Davis, Jarvis Landry, and John Brown all year, like the three guys. Like if you pop, run your model every week, those three guys always pop because they're getting they have such high target shares, such high air yardage shares. 
And, you know, we just going to kind of chase them all week. But Corey Davis has now strung two in a row together. And it has to just – I mean, it, the easy the line of defense here is just, you know, the injury that Marcus Mariota had. He's not wearing that glove on his hand anymore. Uh, so that helps. And then the schedule's lightened up. They did have a – they had a brutal front-half schedule, uh, the Titans did, combined with Mariota's injury. Now it's starting to lighten up and soften up. So now we're starting to see uh, that shift and starting to see some more consistency and upside in this offense than we saw over the opening half of the season. Yeah, go ahead, Evan. You were about to say something? No, I mean, I remember looking at the Titans schedule uh, just to open the year, you know, like just for for like best ball purposes Mm -hmm. and the schedule from like weeks three until their bye, which I believe was week eight. It was just brutal. I mean, you know, I was like, I don't even know if I could take this guy and redraft, you know, I'll I'll take him in best ball. But, you know, like I wasn't going to really try to take Marcus Mariota in redraft and then. I actually did take him in redraft a little bit. They played the Dolphins in week one and they were, they just, well, no, well, it started in the preseason because in the preseason, they look, Ooh, so bad. Like they look like the worst offense in the league in the preseason. And that was very telling because they started the season really, really slow. Look, they're installing a new offense, you know, and they have a lot of young dudes, you know, they have, um, you know, Corey Davis, he barely played as a rookie. I mean, he was dealt with a hamstring his entire rookie year, uh, they lost Delaney right away. You know, he was going to be a huge part of their offense. Uh, you know, Taewon Taylor barely played as a rookie. I mean, they had a lot of moving parts. And, you know, the the red flags were right there in the preseason. And then, you know, they didn't look good right from, right out of the gate. Like, you know, so, I mean. Their they, entire they, O-line they, was hurt, too. Their entire O-line was hurt. Taylor Luan got hurt early. Jack Conklin wasn't ready for the season. I mean, they were in really bad shape to begin the year. Yeah, besides all that, they were fine. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) All right, let's move on. Let's talk about one of the games where uh, we got a couple of crappy teams, and, you know, when we do that, we got a lot of fantasy potential. The Bucs at the Giants, 51.5 point total. The Giants are one-point favorites at home. And, Reeves, I'll let you get started, man. Which side do you want to talk about first? Because they're both excited. I mean, either or. I mean, this is that game where, you know, you just kind of – you like real football fans don't care, but like fantasy football fans are all about this game. Uh, there's just a lot of potential here. You know, obviously the Bucks every week, you know, leave it to the Redskins to not be able to hit in a spot where they play the Buccaneers. Uh, and, and somehow the Redskins got the got to put their stick on the, you know, Buccaneers to be able to not score touchdowns, even though they – had 475 yards of offense and scored three points. Uh, I think the process was there still for Fitzpatrick. I'm curious to see here, like, you know, where Evan fit. Are we getting to the end of the Fitzpatrick reign? Like, what's the leash now with Fitzpatrick? Because I know people will tell me Jameis isn't playing because of his salary. Yeah. I Listen, this dude wouldn't be active. That, he that, that, that is the, the best argument against that. He wouldn't be active. Right, right. Because every Ryan Fitzpatrick scramble is a freaking motorcycle crash. Like, this dude yeah. this dude is trying to dive through linebackers like he's 22 years old. Like, it's, he has no, 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 uh, no uh, caution yeah. to the wind. Like, it's, just, it's crazy, man. Uh, he wouldn't be active, though. I know that. I, I literally think that Cutter thinks that they have a chance to win. They have two winnable games. This week they play the Giants. Next week they play the 49ers. I guarantee you that he still thinks – they can hang around this thing. Then they're probably going to lose out because their schedule gets terrible. But uh, when is the leash – are we getting closer to the leash ending for the Fitz, Fitz magic run here? 
Uh, because Be he careful was, <clears throat> applying rational thought to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I know. I was trying to. I was. I said before the show before you got on that I was going to see if Evan was going to start to shift his Browns ire to the Buccaneers nah. uh, after what Dirk Cutter did last week, uh, taking over from the God you Monken. You, you can't. I mean, that's um. That's like that would be like uh, uh, disingenuous to do that. I mean. You know, and I mean, I, I thought about doing it, honestly. And I, was, <laughs> I was like, that's BS because they gained over, you know, 500 total yards. I mean, I watched the game. I thought about it until I watched the game, you know, and then I was like, man, I'm, I'm not going to hammer Todd Monken over this. I mean, I mean I'm not going to hammer Dirk Cutter because, Dirt Cutter. yeah, because the, 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 the issues were on the players. I mean, you know, the issues were on like Jock was like Cameron Brait dropped a touchdown. Jock was Rogers fumbles one into yep. the end zone, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Look, we spikes always one spikes one to Mike Evans, <laughs> you know, I mean, you, you can't, I mean, it, it, like it could become a sustained thing, like no, no question. And, and then it would look like a really uh, big mistake to, you know, uh, change play callers. But I, I think you're, you're just trying to create a narrative. If you're, um, if, if you're hammering dirt cutter for what happened in the first game, I mean, look, I, I don't think there's, that there's any good that can come from pulling play calling duties away from Todd Monken. But in that first game to blame that on dirt cutter, I, I don't, I don't think that's right. I still would not have admitted that I took the play calling duties away from him if I, if I, <laughs> like, I didn't lie about it. Like, yeah, it's a rough game for the offense. Kind of looked at the offensive coordinator, winked, like, that's what I'd have done. There. I <laughs> so, I mean, to me, Reeves, when I look at this one, like, just picking on this Tampa Bay defense with the Giants, like, can we really go back to Eli coming off a three touchdown performance? I think yeah, why not? I mean, look, look at, look, say what you want about Eli and how people feel about him as a player at this point, but for fantasy football purposes, he's hitting all these spots this year. He had 19 and a half points on Monday. He had 20.7 points against the Falcons. He had 19.2 points against the Panthers. And at the time he had 20 points against the Texans when they were a defense we were targeting. So any week we've really wanted to prop him and give him elevation based on matchup. He's, he's come through. He's, he's been usable. I mean, I'm not going to use him because me and Eli have a strict no DFS policy. But I mean, he's he. I mean, if you're going to stream him and play him at you know 5200 on DK, like I sure I have no like pushback against it because he's hitting all those spots. I mean, the Bucks even after facing Alex Smith, they're still dead last in adjusted yards per allowed to quarterbacks. They're dead last still in passing points per game allowed to quarterbacks. And Odell is in the zone. Like we've seen Odell get in some of these zones before. And Odell hasn't even dropped like a like a two bill type of game yet either, and he still like has that like in his pocket. But Odell's getting real warm like the last four or five weeks, uh, starting to stack some really good games, and he's going against the defense that has been the most profitable defense to target with lead wide receiver play. Uh, yeah, so I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, so, like there's a there's a quarterback we can pay down for, and then we have a guy who we know he's going to be throwing the ball to, and a wide receiver who just matches up really well in a situation. It's Eli and Odell this week. And, like, Evan, I see you smirking, man. I know you like Odell. Oh, he's going to be so open. He's going to be so open. The, the thing is that, like, so if if Eli still had an NFL caliber arm, uh, Odell Beckham would have scored, like, five touchdowns last week. Like, I mean, that, that definitely could have happened. Yeah. I love that Reeves is, like, 
he he never put skin in the game on Eli, but you know, like that's it's really smart because I I have put skin in the game on Eli twice this year. Well, that's because I have. I've done it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, in, in past years, right? Yeah, you you, you right. know what it's like. It's not it's not as fun as uh, you know, a lot of stuff. But I mean, it's one of those things when he hits, I just tip my cap. Yeah, way to be, Eli. All right. You're gonna underthrow a few that probably potential touchdown passes. We know that. I mean. Last week, man, he had he, Odell wide open down the field, and he just underthrew him by like fifteen so yards. Like, I mean, it was it was painful to watch, but at the same time, like against the Bucks secondary, if they over underthrows him by fifteen yards, it might not matter. Like it still might be a touchdown, right, Evan? And he's been a uh, like a below average NFL quarterback when he has a clean pocket, um, and being a below average NFL quarterback is all you need to take advantage of the Bucks defense. Um, he's been like, you know, bottom five quarterback when, when pressured. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he's, he's tempting, man. I mean, 6,700 on FanDuel, you know, oh, man. I mean, if you're trying to get to that Monday night game as you should be, he's really tempting to go with. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think I'm going to end up playing him because he's, because his floor is really low. He doesn't run for any yards, you know. Um, I think Saquon could go off here. Um, and, again, I played him against the Saints, and I played him against the, the Eagles, and he did not work work out either time. And I'm, I'm a human, and I have these little crazy little biases. <laughs> you know, I have these we crazy little biases. Those. We don't got I time know. for no biases yeah, here. I know, I know. Not, hey, play him then. That's fine. I'm not playing him. I've played worse. Well, you know, I say that that I've played worse players than Eli. I'm not sure that's true. <laughs> you played Alex Alex Smith last week. No, I thought about it. I didn't end up clicking the I button did. though. <laughs> I didn't end up clicking the button. Like I was, I'm trying to think. Who's a, like? I think I played C.J. Beathard one week. Well, listen, we're gonna be playing RG3 this week, so we could get in. We could get on that train. You, you, you misspoke. You meant the the Bengals defense, right? <laughs> no. you, like, we're not RG three is such a going to be a great play this week. Like if he or Lamar Jack, like are we going to know by? I mean, by five minutes before kickoff, because Evan, all I hear is that they're going to try and keep this in house as much as possible. Yeah, I, they might just play like all three of them. I mean, you know, I, oh I God, no wouldn't that be just? Can, awful? can you imagine like the Twitter tilt if as soon you know, oh Robert Griffin the third announces a starter in the second series? Here comes Lamar Jackson. Like I'm just gonna break stuff. I mean, I, we talked about that Bengals defense last week on the show, and I had that game last week. That was my roller roll game. And that dude, they they didn't try to tackle anyone in that game. Like legitimately, like that defense, and they lost. And Drake or Patrick got knocked out of that game. Uh, what just what a disaster that defense is. And I, I be honest, man. Like I, I selfishly wanted to be RG because he's just seven hundred cheaper on Vandal than Lamar. They're they're dead even priced on DK. So I just want to save the seven hundred and be selfish that way. But I, I would hope that we get some clarity on that because I, I think I would seriously play either of those guys. No, I, if if I knew they were going to play all the snaps, I would agree. Evan, it just feels like – doesn't it feel like you're going to play one of them and then he's only going to play half the snaps? Yeah, I, I think they're going to end up rotating quarterbacks, honestly. I, I mean, God damn it. I know. <laughs> I, it, it sucks. It sucks. Yeah, it, it does suck. And, like, uh, God, it would be such a nice spot to just to attack. And we, I just don't think we're going to be able to do it, which is yeah. 
really disappointing because being able to play a quarterback under four, under 5K that you like that's got rushing upside, I don't know. Maybe even if they split carries, one of them gets there. You just won't get And the Bengals have a lot of ton of rushing yards to quarterbacks. Yep. Oh, yeah. You might have 200-yard rushers in this game. And <laughs> neither will be a running back. And it looks like the Bengals are going to be without all three of their starting linebackers because Nick Vigil was not back in practice. Vontaze Burfick was not back in practice. And Preston Brown was out of practice on Wednesday. They they may just be running out a, a whole uh, reserve set of linebackers this week. And, oh and corners. Uh, Lamar Jackson could just rip that wide open. I mean, Well, I'm going to tell you, I – I uh, streamed the Jets defense last week, two weeks ago. I streamed the Raiders defense. Let's go right back to the Bengals. Let's just keep lighting some money on fire. Yeah, I know. Reeves, is there anybody you can trust on this Bucks team at this point? I mean, I guess Mike Evans, of course, against the Giants. Before we flip, I think that uh, Sterling Shepard's a great tournament play this week, though. All right, talk to me about Sterling Shepard. Yeah, I mean, he's in a great balance. He had a season-low three targets last week. I mean, the Bucks have just been getting crushed in the slot. Like, they, I mean, first of all, they, they're just giving to everybody. Uh, but they're dead last. They're allowing almost 34 PPR points uh, to wide receivers out of the slot combined per game. So I think just the three targets people will see, not want to play him. Um, but he's a great, like, obviously Odell's going to be so high on this week. Uh, he's just a great pivot, I believe. So what you're saying is that we need to double stack Eli, Odell, and Sterling Shepard. That's what I'm hearing. It's Saquon, you just get them all. Yeah, hell, why not? Let's and we'll bring run it back with uh, Ronald Jones. Listen, man, I, I'm with the Eli take. I just can't play him based on a personal like we have a rule in house That's rebar. Smart. That's smart. <laughs> no, so you're not on Team Eli and Cash. Then is that what you're saying? I mean, I, I want to be. I think that logic is there. I'm all for these plays. It's just that this happens at this one guy. This is that one. You know, you got that one person. You just can't. Nah, can't do it. All right, well, let's flip over to the Bucks side because, I mean, we kind of touched on them earlier. And I, Reeves, who can we trust on this Bucks offense? I mean, after last week, they just burned essentially everybody. But Mike Evans, he's always in play. O.J. Howard, Deshaun Jackson, of course, a home run hitter. Who do you like on this Bucks offense? Yeah, the problem is all these guys are just are good. They're all good players. And the passing volume is so high, they can really go. We've seen it flip-flop all around. I will say that Mike Evans has started to show a lot more of a floor than I'm comfortable for his price and where he is amongst his peers. I mean, you know, I mean, he's had he's been a wide receiver for a lower now in four of his past six games. The Giants have allowed a league low five receiving touchdowns to wide receivers and tied the Jaguars. Uh, only Julio Jones has gone over 100 yards against it. Feels like it's just going to be another sum of parts types performance for the Bucks. Like it's hard to nail down an individual I really like here. Evan might sway me here, you know, the god of matchups here. But, I mean, right now I'm not really seeing what I'm really drawn to because the Giants have been good against wide receivers. Um, I mean, part of it's just game script, too. The Giants really haven't been in a lot of games. Uh, it's just – and we don't want to play these running backs. They've been terrible against running backs. They've given up 14 touchdowns to running backs. But you don't want to play Peyton Barber ever. Uh, we don't want to play Jaquiz Rogers like – it's just say, I don't know. I don't know, man. I know the yards are going to be here and the points are going to be here. I just don't know where they're going. Even I've got to draw the line at your quiz Rogers, man. Like, I mean, just no thank you. So, Evan, who do you like on this Tampa Bay side? Uh, probably Fitzpatrick as a bounce back. Um, a lot of that is contingent upon, though, uh, Eli playing well. I think that, you know, there's just something about Ryan Fitzpatrick that you want him to be playing with urgency in a game. 
you know, you do not want him to be playing in low scoring games or, you know, tightly contested games. You want him to be playing in situations where he doesn't have to overthink situations. You know, he's a really smart guy. Um, but you want him to just be playing like at a hundred miles an hour. I mean, that he always seems to play better. Like when he's, you know, trying to rally back from like a 21 point deficit. Um, Garbage time Fitzy. Yeah. I mean, he'll, he'll run more. The giants have given up the most uh, uh, rushing yards to opposing quarterbacks. Um, I'm not sure who to pair him with. I know that that's what you guys are getting, uh, getting at. Um, uh, Cameron Brate's routes were down last week. OJ Howard's were up yet. OJ Howard only saw two targets. Uh, you know, at Mike Evans, I think he's got a great matchup against Janoris Jenkins, uh, but you know his box scores recently haven't been great. He got owned by James Bradbury in week nine. And then uh, last week he um, like uh, Fitzpatrick just threw a, a wide open touchdown into the dirt against him. You, you look oh, at Mike, he almost brought it in too. Yeah. You look at, uh, so Fitzpatrick has played five full games. Okay. It was weeks one, two, and three and nine and 10. And if you just isolate those games, uh, Mike Evans has uh, 672 air yards and the next closest is Deshaun Jackson at like 350. Uh, so Mike Evans has just a massive, massive uh, uh, opportunity share when Ryan Fitzpatrick is in there, but you know, he's not going to hit every time. He's a very much a volatile player. Yeah. So basically Mike Evans, or, I mean, if you want, like, I'm not going to argue with people if they want to roll the dice on a Deshaun Jackson or OJ Howard. It's just nothing I feel comfortable with, you know, Reeves. Yeah. I think those guys are fine. to take your seasonal swings on. It's just hard to get overexposed to those guys because of the, the boom bust quality. And we talk about that, you know, those boom bust players, you don't, you want, you kind of want to be under on. All right, let's talk about Philly at New Orleans. 56-point total, the Saints nine-point favorites. And, Evan, I'm just going to come out and ask, ask you, are the Saints the best team in the league? Man, that's a good question. That's a good question. We, we've got some really good teams. You know, Kansas City is really good. Uh, the Rams are really good. Um, but I, I think that, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's really difficult. Reeves, what do you think? I mean, to me, like – when has being the best team in week nine been, been relevant? <laughs> it's a fair yeah. point. It's really like, you know, I mean, it's, I, it's I, all... I, I wish it was still week nine. Cause then we would have more. Bias. Oh yeah. You know, <laughs> in week 11, I mean, I, I mean, it's going to be all, it's always about the, who these guys that get hot, you know, obviously the AFC, we know like the core teams that are, always there and I think this year we'll have the Chargers and the Knicks and the in the Chiefs who have yeah, there. Chargers yeah what about um, the Steelers I mean they're they're they yeah, like I said they're always they're, they're not always in the, they're not giving up points anymore their defense it's, is like, it's rolling. not gonna be the free run for the Patriots it's been for sure no, definitely not, definitely <laughs> not. It, it is weird that we're like talking about all these oh who's the best team in the league and we're just completely ignoring the Patriots too though they did just get thumped by the Titans they're they're not the best team in the league though yeah but it's, it's just weird that they're not who are the two play. teams the Patriots played in the playoffs last year before the AFC championship where they only played one they played the Titans right like this year this year their second round game that first game is gonna be way tougher than it was probably in like recent years and it can't be if it was the Titans it can't be tough it can't be you know <laughs> that's for sure yeah, they played the Titans in their house last year in the divisional round. They played the Titans and the Jaguars last year. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, they, went, they won and they went to the AFC title right. game. Right. This year they're going to play someone good because you're going to have the Steelers, you're going to have the Chargers in there. 
Obviously, I think we're assuming the Chiefs get a bye, which I guess isn't even in stone at this point because they could lose to the Rams. They could still lose to the Chargers yep. again. I said, I mean, it's not really about who's playing, who, whoever the best team in Week 11 is. It's, you know, who the teams that get hot and make a run towards yeah. the end. And, and, and who uh, uh, wins the battle of attrition, too. But right now, the Saints are dictating what they want to do, you know, offensively. Yep. It's such yep. a at such a clip on all these teams. I mean, they're able to throw for wins. They're able to run for wins. It's And that's a good segue. Do we think that the Saints are going to be able to impose their will with the running game on the Eagles? I would have said no until I saw freaking Zeke Elliott go crazy on Sunday night. Yeah. Like, But, I mean, I'm willing to give him a pass because, you know, Zeke was lightweight in God mode on, uh, on Sunday night. He was jumping over guys. Uh, you know, we've seen that run game get hot because up until that point, I mean, they had allowed uh, 100 yards just one other guy was Saquon, and Saquon ripped off like three really monstrous runs in that Thursday night game. Um, yeah, and we've seen the Saints run game kind of not put up like a, like a, a lot of efficiency, more be like a value base. I I definitely would say don't believe put any stock into what Mark Ingram did last week no. against that Bengals defense against this Philadelphia defense. Like the, the the holes he had and the broken tackles, like I don't really see like his game translating into having a good game against Philadelphia. This feels like a definite get Kamara a Kamara type spot. And, you know, he's we talked about it last week too when we talked about them the saints he's now out touched since their buys out touched mark ingram 21 to 5 in the red zone uh and the eagles ranked 28th in receptions allowed to running back so i mean it feels like a kamara type the high point game yeah i mean it's i'm never gonna argue against kamara i'm never gonna argue against michael thomas i mean i, I feel like traquan has to have a better game this week doesn't he cool. i like traquan a lot yeah like, especially against yeah. this Philly team that gives up a lot of deep balls. Like, because it saw zero targets last week. You know that Drew Brees is going to go back to him a few times in this one. Uh, just as a sorry, I didn't get you any looks, even though we put up half, you know, half a hundred <laughs> last week. Like, you like Traquan? Who else do you like here, Evan? So the Eagles began the season with a nickel package of uh, uh, free safety, Rodney McLeod, uh, Malcolm Jenkins at strong safety, uh, left cornerback, Jalen Mills. Uh, slot corner, Sidney Jones, and right corner, Ronald Darby. Okay. Ronald Darby tore his ACL. Sidney Jones out with a hamstring injury. Jalen Mills, foot injury, not coming back this week. Uh, Rodney McLeod on injured reserve with MCL surgery. So the only remaining dude from their nickel package is Malcolm Jenkins, uh, who is not having a particularly good year. So we just wipe out their, their, their starting lineup, essentially. And they're playing uh, undrafted rookie Chandon Sullivan. They're playing um, a, a fourth-round pick named Avante Maddox at slot corner. Uh, and the Saints love to run Michael Thomas in the slot. Mm -hmm. And whenever Michael Thomas is in the slot, Breeze is throwing to him. You know, he, he actually doesn't have a high slot percentage. But if you just look at his target percentage per slot route, it's, like, absurd. Like, it's, it's the biggest in the league. So when, whenever he is – in the slot, Breeze is like, oh, yeah, you know, and just, you know, rocking, rocketing him balls. At least and until Brandon Marshall takes over. No, 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 no. Don't, don't just say kidding. That. Don't say that. All right, so the outside cornerbacks for the Eagles are Rasul Douglas and this undrafted dude from Georgia State, Shannon Sullivan, okay? Rasul Douglas ran 4.59 coming out of West Virginia, and Shannon Sullivan ran 4.6 flat. Okay, Traquan Smith is a deep speed burner. 
I know that he disappointed a lot of people last week. People should not have been playing him last week. Like you don't, you don't play these deep threat dudes on the road, you know, in Cincinnati, you play them inside the freaking Superdome, just like we did all the time with Ted Ginn. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we've made money. And if you look at it's the exact same thing as happening with Traquan Smith, like his big games are happening at home in the Superdome and he's busting every single time uh, that they're on the road. Uh, And he has, the best matchup that he's had all season in this games. And, you know, look, he's not going to get nine targets, you know, he's going to have to make do on four to six, you know, Uh, but I think he's an incredible tournament play and his price ought to be very, very cheap. I think it's 4k flat on on, uh, DK. Yeah. That's a really good price on Traquan. And I'm, I'm fine with playing him. You know, Reeves mentioned not going back to Mark Ingram. You are you, I assume you're doing the same thing, just fading Mark Ingram here, Evan. He's cheap. Evan, did we lose you? Yeah. Um, so with Mark Ingram, it, it's very like, it's like the opposite of uh, Traquan Smith, right? So, um, well, it's not the opposite. Mark Ingram's big games have happened when the Saints are just destroying, you know, when, when the Saints are destroying the Bengals. They destroyed the Redskins in that uh, uh, Monday night game. You know, when the game has been kind of, you know, competitive, uh, Mark Ingram hasn't really been a factor. Alvin, like, they know that Alvin Kamara is better than Mark Ingram. So you have to make a decision. You know, do you think that the Saints are just going to destroy the Eagles this week? Then maybe Mark Ingram can be a factor. But uh, I think this this is a very clearly an Alvin Kamara game, especially because the Eagles are getting smashed by running backs in the passing game, too. Yeah, it seems like a really simple Camara uh, spot for me as well. Reeves, talk to me about this Philly side because the Saints, you know, we always know we're just going to play the Saints guys. We're going to play Camara. We're going to play Michael Thomas. We're going to play him, you know, often. We're going to play them on a ton of teams. Philly, it's a different spot because we got Golden Tate, didn't do a lot in his debut, and now he gets a match against the Saints who aren't very good in the slot. But again, nine point underdogs. What do we think about Philly here? Yeah, it's going to be tough to decide what to do, you know, between Tate and Aguilar and those, because you have to assume he ran his 15 pass routes last week, Golden Tate, and that was even off of a bye to get, you know, acclimated and get him worked in. So really hard to take a stab there, but we know he's going to get more usage as this, as this train moves along. But, uh, you know, it's tough to really sink your teeth in. Obviously, everyone's going to want to play Ertz. You know, Kelsey's on Monday night. Uh, not that Gronk is doing anything, but he's not on the slate. It's really Ertz and then – like a, it's it's a big drop. Uh, Ertz or punt basically is what I want to do. Uh, I'm Hireman. probably not. Uh, yeah, Hireman's Hireman's dope again this week. I was gonna bring him up later, um, but yeah, it's. I mean, a lot of people are going on to play for Ertz. Ertz already has the most catches for a tight end through nine games in NFL history, and he doesn't even need to catch a pass in this game to have the most through ten games. Uh, so just, I mean, he's a stud. Yeah, I mean, he's he's. He's, you know, Wentz is binky. I think Wentz on FanDuel is underpriced. Uh, I think he's uh, probably a little overpriced on DK. Uh, he's hard to get about on FanDuel. He's underpriced. Uh, if you want to run, like, uh, a game stack with him, you could even play him, I think, solo if you wanted or play him with Ertz, you know, Michael Thomas and Kamara uh, and, you know, kind of really corner a lot of the touchdowns in this game if you do that. Uh, the Saints, uh, even before last week when they ran into that Andy Dalton, A.J. Greenless just dead, Bengals team and the Bengals have gotten just flat out blasted in two of their three two or three past good games against good teams the Saints were allowed 19 and a half 
fantasy points to Joe Flacco, 21 points to Kirk Cousins, 29 points to Jared Goff. I still believe there's going to be points here. Wentz has been hot. Like he's, he's playing actually better football, like efficiency wise than he even was last year um, and scoring and scoring fantasy points. Uh, he's the QB four since he came back uh, since the game after he came back. Uh, so, I mean, the points are still there. I think he's severely, severely underpriced. It's just outside of Ertz. It's hard to find someone on this offense. You really like, if you look at Alshon, his, he's had his duds have come when he's had a, a crummy matchup, a crummy individual matchup. And I know that we don't always want to put stock into the cornerback, you know, receiver matchups. So when you have a guy like Alshon who has a scoring upside and I wouldn't fade him uh, for this matchup, but you look at all his games where he's just stunk since he come back, Xavier Rhodes, Jalen Ramsey, Byron Jones, he's, he's done nothing in those games. Uh, now he's going to probably play, you know, against Marshawn Lattimore for almost all the snaps. Like I said, I wouldn't fade him. I think he's fine in tournaments because he's got that two touchdown upside. But there's a clear like correlation to Alshon and his matchup so far in his production. I think Golden Tate's going to crush this week. I think this is the week. Like it's, I, I understand last week didn't work out and he wasn't too popular. I think this was going to be the week where people say Golden Tate, fifty five hundred on DraftKings on a PPR site. Like it's, I just have trouble Reeves like not paying fifty five hundred for Golden Tate in a matchup against the Saints who struggle against slot wideouts. Well, you could play their slot wide out, which was Nelson Aguilar. <laughs> I mean, Golden's got to line up in the slot. Are you going to pay 5500 for a fourth receiver, bro? Oh, come on. He's he's like a fourth receiver plus. He's not just a fourth receiver. Okay. Again, I've paid more for worse players than Golden. How Day. much is Jordan Matthews? He'll, he's going to be out there more than Golden. Uh, 3100 <laughs> 31 whole hundred. You get out of here. Stop it. He's not going to be out there more than Golden Tate. You guys have lost it. I'll, I'll take Golden Tate snaps versus Jordan Matthews snaps. Even money. <laughs> All right, nothing. All right, let's talk, let's talk some other quarterbacks on this slate. Uh, I've already heard some talk about Cam this week. and Cam every week, like we can talk about, obviously. You know, it's – yeah, he's disappointed a few times. But, yeah, Cam, of course. Reeves, here's some of the other quarterbacks you're looking at. Uh, Dak Prescott. Uh, I think it flips. If you like Mariota and Dak, their prices are flipped where they are, uh, where they are on FanDuel and DK. Whereas Dak's a little cheaper on DK and Mariota's a little cheaper on FanDuel. Uh, Dak is starting to find like some of that floor he had over the first year and a half of his career. So QB one, three of the past four weeks, he's thrown for over 240 passing yards now, which is not a lot, but for Dak, it's a big deal in three straight games for the first time since rookie season. He's starting to get rushing attempts inside the 10 uh, for touchdowns. The Falcons are another of these teams that just have not let us down, you know, to target, you know, they're 30th in passing points allowed to quarterbacks. Uh, Baker got them last week. Seven of the nine quarterbacks they faced have had 20 or more fantasy points, and they have allowed the fourth most rushing points uh, to quarterbacks this season. So uh, the toughest thing for me at Dak is I really just want to play Zeke with like everyone else this week. So if you want to play Dak, like do you just try to play him with Zeke, or is it a game where Zeke, you know, gets three of the four touchdowns and like Dak has kind of a floor game? But I think that Dak's still in play though. Yeah, I just want to play Zeke. I feel like Zeke's just the guy I want to click on as far as uh, as far as that game. Evan, what about you? Some other quarterbacks that you like? Who are they? Uh, no, we talked about all the guys like you know uh, uh, New Orleans against uh, Philadelphia. I'm looking at that game. Looking at uh, Indianapolis against uh, Tennessee. 
Um, what do you think about this Thursday night game, though? Like, I think Russ is in a pretty interesting spot. The Packers have given up so many points in every game when they're playing on the road, and they are severely shorthanded. Honestly, I haven't looked at all Thursday night, so I'm, I'll let you guys talk about it. Reeves, what do you think about this Thursday night game? I like it. I mean, you just running the same problem with Russ that we're going to have every week. I think they're going to run the ball well. They're a home favorite on a short week. Uh, the Packers have been terrible. I think it's going to be a game where he just has to do a lot on 24 to 27 pass attempts again. All right. Well, let's start I'm, with- I'm into him. I'm, I'm, I'm into him, though. Yeah. Evan, is there any specific reason you like Russ or you just like the match and you think he's interesting? No, just throwing him out because he's in that same price range. I think he's the exact same price as uh, Carson Wentz on uh, FanDuel. Um, I don't know. He's He started running again, which is like really intriguing. I think the game could be uh, relatively high scoring, but I, complete, I, I completely agree that, you know, he's going to have to have like a really high touchdown rate and his touchdown rate already has been – like through the roof. Um, so eleven percent the last five weeks. <laughs> sure, dude. That, that's a lot. That's pretty big. That's pretty we've got we we've got a few of these guys going right now. Uh, Russ has been taking the forefront because he's been doing it a lot longer. But Philip Rivers is doing the same thing. He's thrown like twenty-seven or fewer passes, like five of his past six games, and thrown. He's the only quarterback thrown for multiple touchdowns every game this year. And uh, Deshaun Watson's doing the same thing, only throwing like twenty-five times a game. Uh, and is living that they're both all those guys are living like a fantasy high wire act right now uh, based on their value the chargers are 30th in the nfl in pass attempts the seahawks are 31st and the titans are 32nd and we're, ta- we're <laughs> yep. talking about a bunch of these guys as fantasy plays this week it's a little scary yeah, yeah i mean they're those guys are people that in season long like people are just starting those guys every week I'm just going to keep playing Andrew Luck and his 45 passing attempts every game. That makes me happy. I have a lot of, a lot of red zone pass with Luck. I'm perfectly fine with that. All right, let's touch on some running backs. We already talked about Ezekiel. He's 8.5K over on DraftKings. Um, against Atlanta, like, yeah, guys, no kidding. You're going to play him. The most expensive running back on this slate, though, is Melvin Gordon at home against Denver. Evan, are you on the Melvin Gordon train this week? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you know, we talk about how the Chargers won a play they want to play balanced to run heavy offense they've been limiting the pass attempts of their quarterback uh, if you look at the pass attempts that the broncos have faced uh bottom 10 in the league so it, it very much adds up to uh, a great spot for melvin gordon he's favored at home by a touchdown the broncos are not going to have back uh, their top inside linebacker brandon marshall coming off the bye to due to a knee injury uh, the Chargers have been – their offensive line has been great, uh, and uh, the Broncos have not been, uh, like, penetrating backfields. Like, if you just look at, like, a tackle for loss percentage, um, the Broncos are really low in that uh, from a defensive standpoint, and the Chargers are really high in terms of not allowing tackles for losses. So people are just not getting in, in the Chargers' backfield, and that's good for Melvin Gordon. He, he's had a, a lot of free lanes, and they use him – great like I love the way that they use him in the passing game you know Anthony Lynn told us that this this would happen entering the season you know this is another example of like you know coach speak is not always going to be right but you don't just ignore it you know you definitely don't ignore coach speak you you know you you store it away you know we have Ron Rivera, we have Norv Turner coming out in the offseason saying that Christian McCaffrey is going to get 20-plus touches per game. You know, you, you don't just say, oh, that's BS, it's coach speak. 
You know, you, <laughs> you're, you're like, you may have a level of skepticism, but you also be open-minded. Uh, and this is the way that you get league winners on your fantasy football roster. All right. Well, Where's some of the other running backs for you, uh, Reeves? Who are you looking at here? Do you want to play David Johnson this week, Karen? Man, like. I told you, man. I told you, Crane. I mean, do you know how bad a defense has to be to have a projected total over three touchdowns against the like against the Cardinals? Like the Cardinals have a projected team total of what twenty three right now. How bad is that defense has to be? Guess what? It's the Raiders. It's the worst defense in football, probably. Like, I mean, dude, yeah. we got him as a home favorite. When are you ever getting David Johnson as a home favorite for the rest of this season? Maybe next two or three seasons. This right? dude already had, he has twenty touches in five of his past six games. All right, I'm in because I'll tell you what: if he hadn't been so bad earlier in the year, he'd be nine k in this game, wouldn't he? Oh, yes, absolutely. Like he would be great. Absolutely. Yeah. And they only they are only able to yeah. sp- spike him so much because that he was so underpriced last week. Yeah. He was so. They couldn't take him from six seven on right. Vandal to nine, so they had to I hold him to off. Him week, Crane, don't. What is that? The Matthew Berry thing. I told you not to play him. Well, for me, is I told you to play him. I told you to play him. Yeah, you, you hold you up the sign, the bright yellow. I sign. had so much Bortles and David Johnson last week. You gotta, uh, you gotta play him with the Cardinals defense this week. You play the, you, David Johnson and Cardinals defense. What this do you think? The saddest discussion I've ever heard. Is Not anyone swinging? Is anyone swinging on Alex Collins? No. If if we get uh, Lamar or, or RG three, I mean this Bengals defense, like it's just so bad. Trash. They're giving up. They're giving up, Trash. dude. They're giving up 177 total yards per game to opposing backfields. Uh, they've allowed a running back to score in eight straight games. Uh, the, the guy who is most touchdown dependent of all running backs is Alex Collins. 42% of his PPR points come from touchdowns. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, he, he's just so hard to trust, but I mean, it's, it's there. All right. I'm, I'm building a lineup right now. I threw David Johnson and I hope you guys. <laughs> did, it, did it pain you? Hey, uh, no, no, you know what? I I'm learning my lesson. Listen, oh. we're the fish here, Crane. We got to get on you when we can. Yeah, of course. That's why we do it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just looking at. I'm. I'm trying to find my chief defense. I'm trying to figure out who it's going to be. Like I'm. Uh, who Who am I glancing at? Let's see. Oh, let's see. Detroit. Have they quit enough, Evan? They've. They're done. Yeah. Okay. They're so I can play Carolina's them. defense. No. No. Play the Cardinals, man. Play the Cardinals. Play the Car- yeah. The Cardinals. Are, I'm, I'm not paying thirty-one hundred dollars for the Cardinals defense. What about Charles? what are the what about the Steelers? So they're probably a little more expensive. If they're twenty nine hundred. Two hundred saving. The steel Yeah, the Steelers are cheaper than the Cardinals in defense. Like okay. What a weird world. What a weird world. <laughs> Evan, any other running backs you like we haven't touched on? Uh Deion Lewis, are we going back there? I guess. I know we talked Absolutely. about it. Yep. Absolutely. Um yeah, I mean I don't know David Johnson. I can I you know I I really like Aaron Jones on uh, on Thursday night too. Loved him last week. Um, you know I I love him again again this week. So Aaron Jones has 154 career carries now and is averaging 6.1 yards per carry. I know that there's crazy. dude. We don't. I know yards per carry are a tell all, but that stats a tell all. <laughs> like it's. <laughs> yep. No, I 
I'm with you there. Aaron Jones, he's uh, he's good at the old football. He's uh, yeah, he's just and hey, now he's finally getting to carry the ball. Good for you, Mike McCarthy. Well done. Uh, any other running backs we can touch on, Evan? I know I kind of cut you off there. No, um, I think yeah, I think we pretty much covered it. I think. All right, let's talk about some wide receivers then up the top. It's Michael Thomas, 8,800. Obviously, he's a great play. Obviously, we love him every single week. Reeves, give me some wideouts that you like. Yeah, I'm curious to see what we do because this it is one of the weeks where we got some expensive wideouts we might want to play, but it's been such a not pay for wide receiver type of year so far. It's just gone swimmingly if you haven't really paid for wide receiver just because there's so many receiving points around the league uh, and running back. Those, those apex running backs have just always – they just hit every week. Uh, but it is a week where you might want to get Michael Thomas in. You might want to get Odell in. Uh, I didn't bring in Brent the Saints. Michael Thomas averages the most points per game at home in the NFL, quarterbacks included. The most PPR points <laughs> per game. Ever, out of all players. But he, averages, he averages 29.9 PPR points per game that's in the Superdome. Uh, any quarterback, no matter what, it's, he has the most points per game at home. Uh, so you might want to pay for him if you get, you know, obviously Odell. Um, but it's been such a year to pay down. I'm curious to, to get Evan's take on the situation that's now playing out in Detroit. Like, they have to just give Galladay, like, 12 targets, right? Yeah, I think so. I mean, they, they their receiver core is shot. Like, they don't have anything else. TJ Jones and Brandon Powell? I mean, it's really bad. Bruce Ellington? Theo Riddick's going to end up with 12 catches. You know that. Damn it. Yeah, yeah so he boy. is. For, for 48 yards. For 48 yeah, that's yards. That's all right. That's, what's the price tag? 4K. That's going to pay that off. Uh, I think I think going back to Corey Davis is fine uh, against Indianapolis. I think it, it looks like a high-scoring game. The targets, and he leads the NFL in uh, air yards over the last two weeks. Uh, Tyler Boyd, people played him last week. He didn't do anything. The Bengals just didn't have the ball, you know, and, uh, the, uh, the, the Bengals, like the way to attack the Ravens is in the middle of the field. Tyler Boyd plays in the slot. Um, Larry Fitz, of course, you know, every week, I mean, 12, 10 targets since Byron Leftwich took over as, as play caller and, and MVS every week. All right. I'm going to throw in, uh, we're already talking about Traquan. I love that you're on team Theo though. I thought I was all alone with Theo Riddick. I'm sitting here. I'm playing him in both season-long teams, Evan. Are you excited? We're in bye week hell this week, buddy. It's yeah, all if you get 12 catches for 48 yards, that's 16.8 PPR points. Oh, I'm thrilled. I am yeah. thrilled with that. <laughs> I'm starting to believe I'd just take 6.8. So, yeah, I'd be really happy with 16.8. Reeves, <laughs> any wide receivers that you need to touch on before you head out? Oh, I mean, uh, Amari, man, Amari's in a good spot again. Uh, he, listen, Amari's had, you know, 25, over 25% of the team targets in both games, had a high floor. All we've ever wanted from Amari is just be consistent. He doesn't have to be a guy that gets 30 a game, but he, he for what he's priced, if he just continues to produce uh, what he's done the first two games, and we talked about the matchup for Dak. I mean, everyone's going to play Zeke. Obviously, the, 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 the anti-Zeke stack is, you know, just play Amari and Dak together, and hopefully you get the touchdowns. Obviously, Zeke's going to get his yards. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Amari's cheap on both sites, like really cheap, especially on DK. I think he's a direct pivot, too, off Corey Davis uh, on DK. Uh, probably probably uh, I like Corey Davis more, but, I mean, probably similar, you know, kind of structure there, what you're going to get, where the floors are. And then DeAndre Hopkins, again, man, like we talk about these receivers and not paying up, like DeAndre Hopkins is starting to float through the radar still in DFS. He was under-owned before the bye, was on by. He had 50% of the targets in that last game that he played. 
you know, we talked no Will Fuller. We still don't know what we're going to get from Demarius. Kiki QT is like a guy like we really can't count on either. They're going to keep just jamming targets to DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, I definitely think they're a worse place you go than Hopkins. Every single week, he's like Reeves said, you just said, he's unowned in DFS, and it just makes no sense whatsoever. But man, if you can get him in your lineups, do it. It's, and I don't, he's not going to be on this week at all, especially with Odell. He's 500 cheaper than Odell. He's a little bit more than guys like Antonio Brown, Mike Evans. If everybody just, if a lot of gluttons for punishment are out there that want to roster Mike Evans again, you know, he's, he's still like in that no man's land, not no man's land, but he's in an area where people are either going to pay up for Odell, up for Michael Thomas, or down a little bit for Antonio Brown. And I think DeAndre Hopkins in tournaments. I always love DeAndre Hopkins in tournaments. All right, guys, we got to get off here. We got to get Devin home. He's got to drive through the country music festival, whatever the hell is going on down there. So I don't know what that is, but it doesn't sound like something I'm too interested in. So Devin, I'll let you take care of that. It's been a lot of fun, everybody. For Reeves, for Evan, for Kobe Fleener, I'm Merrick. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Roto World Roto Grinders DFS Pick 6. See you guys later. Peace.